I was, just, I was just having a bop to your music then. <laughs> in the zone. Sorry, boys. We still do it. <laughs> yeah. Andy and I can see each other, and we're always just like, like chipping away as we go into the intro. It comes back on the outro as well. So yeah, you'll be happy to know. Oh, I can't um, wait. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the file as well if you like. Um, hello. Welcome to the November Fox Shot Show. This is episode Good 156. Talk. We're joined tonight by Jaeger Precision. So, I don't know, are you happy to have your name? I know you called yourself Jaeger. Yep, James. Um, yep, James from Jaeger Precision. I never, I just, I yeah, didn't just ask you before him, the show. Just don't call him Bob or anything like that because that just gets confusing. Yeah. I surprised, I think, um, Dan at Sniper Mechanic with this because he was like, well, how, how did the Jaeger Precision thing come about? I was like, well, it's my initials. And he was like, what? <laughs> so it's just the JP and it, it came about, it fit. Um, I've gone from from many names over the years in my airsoft involvement in the industry. So, but yeah, James is fine. Anything you want to call me, I'm happy with that. Cool. Oh, lovely, sweetheart. Yeah, cheers, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you safe words, pineapple. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you have a question That's for James throughout the chat, uh, throughout the show, please feel free to throw it in the chat. Put a little cue at the beginning and we can hopefully flag those up and I don't lose them in the the stream of conversation that goes on in the background. Um, James, do you want to just introduce yourself quickly, uh, give us like a bit of a background to you, and then we'll roll into some news and then we'll find out about all the exciting stuff you do in a bit more detail. Yeah, so um, I started my airsoft journey, shall we say, probably more than 15 years ago now. I was building air rifles to begin with i've just had this i've always had this knack of taking things apart seeing how they work trying to improve them discovered airsoft i think i mean we all had cheap bb guns and stuff when we were kids and buying them off the markets but i'd stumbled when youtube was in its infancy um i used to watch a lot of scout the doggy is is that how you say it and i was just infatuated with this thing seeing people running around the woods shooting and all the guns look real i was like oh god this this is like and at the time Going somewhere to shoot air rifles was very difficult. Um, so I ordered, you know, as you do, a bright green AEG off a, I think it was off Action Hobbies at the time, all that time ago. Um, it turned up and within minutes it was apart. I'd ordered bodies from random suspicious looking websites in China. <laughs> and before I turned up to my first game, um, I pretty much had a Spectre AEG, which probably is unheard of um so yeah i was always a bit of a messer um got a name for myself tech in working on people's guns that i you know i understand i understood the systems obviously you'll learn stuff you don't come into it knowing it all um and then throughout the years i actually started my first airsoft related job that wasn't something on the side doing tech work for people um at jd airsoft in cannock staffordshire worked there for a a number of years um again got a name for myself back then i think i went by F- fu 53 or fuse custom works it was it's a weird the name's got a history of its own which i won't get into um left there went back into the motor trade had various different roles and then the company that i was working for they were panicking because the the whole way that the cars were coming into the business because i was a car salesman still doing stuff on the side with videos and technical stuff um that it was it, it looked like it was gonna the the business was gonna like disappear overnight i was in a position where 
my eldest brother and his business partner looked at what I knew and they were like, well, why don't you just set up by yourself? And I was like, ah, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do something you enjoy <laughs> as a job. That just doesn't exist. Um, so they invested some money, started a little boutique shop, which was bespoke airsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was documented on the old channel that I had. Um, my journey, I used to do vlogs every day of what I was doing. And I was very inexperienced. I knew the hobby. I knew the guns in and out. I just didn't know business. Um, that's where I was a bit naive. Long story short, as that was going on, uh, it wasn't her fault whatsoever, but my partner got diagnosed with cancer. So I was always to and from the hospital with her. So it looked like bespoke airsoft was just going to close its doors. It just, it wasn't bringing in the money. It was hemorrhaging money. Um, and then that's when I spoke to a new business partner and then we started bespoke 2.0, which is the one that everyone's probably familiar with. Um, the retail, the office in the retail store moved down to just outside of London. Um, and then bespoke, I started, we started doing that, getting it up to a point we were starting afresh. Um, he actually, I can't thank him enough because he, he taught me so much about business, um, more than I ever could have known in such a short period of time. And instantly you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I was doing everything wrong. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for my business partner, he brought someone in that, that knew the products, knew the inside out and knew how they worked, knew how they were fixed. Um, and then we, I started doing a lot of videos on YouTube. And I think that was the biggest seller for Bespoke was like showing the stuff off. Um, you might see a couple of cats in the background. I apologize. Um, <laughs> and then we the, the the youtube channel started progressing and then i think i was actually i mean love him or hate him i think i was actually talking to kicking mustang and this was when youtube shorts were a fresh thing they hadn't they hadn't even been like a proper release yet and he said you really should get on this youtube short so i think i did a video which was just me laser engraving an m4 and it skyrocketed the youtube channel from like five or six thousand subscribers which i built up over six years to like 30,000 in less than 12 months. And I was like, you know, mind blown. This, this is going <laughs> mad. Um, which is probably where a lot of people know me from the bespoke airsoft YouTube videos, uh, built up to like 40,000 during that time. I was already doing because bespoke came a bit more of just a mass run business rather than me getting involved and creating custom one-off bespoke builds. Um, Jaeger precision came about, which was an, an an output for me to put my obsession. So yes, we're selling XYZ on the website, but the Jaeger precision bit was me delving into like the Cerakote, the laser engraving, doing insane custom builds. Um, and then it, it sort of swelled from there. I parted ways with Bespoke, as many people know, it's not a secret. There's no bad feelings there whatsoever. It's just, you get to a point in life and you, you shoot off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably why you see the brand in here. So I now work back in the motor trade doing um, a skilled profession. But Jaeger Precision has then gone from a little thing that I was doing on the side to almost like a a second full-time job. So that is a very condensed version of of what's been going on the past six to eight years. Nice. Well, if you've got a question for Sage, Sage, put it in the chat. and uh, Let's roll into some news. News. 
That news got me. <laughs> <laughs> news. <laughs> this is what we deal with regularly with Mike. <laughs> um, there's a number of things that have happened this week that are in the news. Uh, Andy, do you want to talk about the NAE stuff, NAF? Oh, yeah. So there was um, a post that was shared to us. Uh, bear with me, I'll just bring it up because I wasn't expecting to read this bit out. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, well, Andy's fine. Yeah, basically, obviously, uh, there's been a bit of ongoing uh, controversy, I would say, around uh, the National Airsoft Festival in terms of its pricing structure. It, oh, it's turned it. a lot of people to social media to complain about the prices uh, increasing and sort of questions about whether the price increase matches the provision of facilities and the like. So we're just reporting what we're seeing. This isn't obviously us having necessarily an opinion on it, but um, there was a post uh, that was put up by, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's reached out to NAF. Howard. Oh, well, Howard. Uh, Tom, Tom was the person that messaged him. Howard was the person who wrote back from Ground Zero. Um, it, so I'm not going to read it all out, um, but there is a very long email um, questioning uh, what the increase was being justified as. Um, and unfortunately, I think um, Howard may have had a few of these uh, by reading his reply. Um, and it's a very short, sharp explanation of of what he thinks justifies the price increase. Um, it is on um, the Airsoft community uh, on Facebook, um, if you wanted to have a read of that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a bit more information from them um, because they've been very quiet recently, uh, I feel. Um, but yeah, it's worth having a little read if you are on Facebook. Um, yeah, it doesn't come across well. And I think that's possibly because the, yeah. the guy is, is uh, maybe suffering a little bit. Of, he's probably had quite a lot of these and um, yeah. he's probably finding <laughs> it a little bit challenging to deal with. So I you know, feel for him because it's it's shitty. To have to deal with people constantly having a go at you about stuff um yeah. but yeah so it's it, it's around um if anyone wants to go and find it and have a read um there's some events coming up that we want to talk about so Ooh, on the 22nd ones. to the 24th of march there are two events and i don't know if uh the defiant one has definitely been announced yet so we're possibly doing a bit of a um preemptive strike i think on that so one. i think it's on their website I couldn't I find think. it on their website a second ago. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we should wait for that. Um, but we got a thumbs up earlier, so... Yeah, I think they told us. Uh, basically, they're uh, defiant our launching Operation uh, Machiavellian Charlie, I believe, mm -hmm. which is a covert reconnaissance mission. Um, it's going to be based in Tubnam um, on the 22nd to the 24th of March. So if you're interested in that one, yep. then get in touch with defiant. Um if you're looking for another reconnaissance-based <laughs> event, um, there is another event that we are actually um, co-hosting with Empire Airsoft, funnily enough, on the same day. And there's no love lost between yep. either of us, uh, Defiant and Empire and all of that. It's just happened to be an absolute coincidence that these things have popped up on the oh, same time. Oh, it's not time. Tudman. Oh, is it not Tudman? Oh, I apologise. Sorry, Richard. Tell, tell me where it is. Yeah, oh, tell I'm us where it is, Richard. Richard um <laughs> Sorry, if it's somewhere <laughs> decent, I'll be going to that one. <laughs> um, we're, we're basically running um, an event on, uh, with Empire Airsoft. So it's a 
sort of, I, I guess, like a science fictiony type story. It's sort of post-apocalyptic. Um, there's some MTP factions, which is very kind of reconnaissance-based. Um, there's some Op4, which is very secretive, and we don't really know much about them. And there are a couple of civilian tickets um, for... Uh, it, they're an invite-only ticket, but if you're interested potentially coming along as a civilian, then you can get in touch with us as well. Um, Basically, yeah, if you're interested has anyone those... paid any of the new Far Cry's? Because that's what it is. <laughs> I haven't played Far Cry. I don't know the Far Cry story. It's basically the, the film... newer Far Cry. I've watched the film Doomsday, but and that was with, based yeah, on that. <laughs> with a bit of Doomsday and a bit of COVID thrown in for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's some rabies virus that I made up. Um, the other thing, a bit of news, um, I received a little present from Prepper Shop today, so I just want to give a little shout out to Kai, who uh, <laughs> sent me that lovely picture uh, in my delivery, and I really, really appreciate this. Um, better be Kai. laminated. That guy needs oh, mate, it's gonna, I'm going to frame it, and I've got a perfect <laughs> bit on the wall about there that I've already agreed with the wife relentlessly, um, and it's going to be part of there. So thank you very much, Kai, <laughs> for that. Um that's it from me. I haven't got any other news about <laughs> James. Have you got anything exciting yeah. that you want to share? Oh, we need to do car watch for you. Oh, car yeah. watch, yeah. Oh, so yesterday, yesterday in a panic. Should we do? Wait, give me two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> car watch. Car watch. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, yesterday in my panic, uh, thinking this show was yesterday because I, I lose track of my days all the time, um, rushed up to the car park, ready to get in the car to shoot home to get ready for uh, the podcast that I thought was happening, and my car wasn't there. So if anybody sees a white Focus ST FL59ZWJ, which is probably not going to be on those plates, um, Call the five zero pretty quick because it's uh, it's incognito at the moment. It's not so, where it should be. It's not where it should be. <laughs> well, hopefully no. we can get it back. How cool would that be if we could get it back for you? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Well, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, are there any distinguishing features that we should be aware of for our so, those that don't know much about cars, I always buy these Focus STs. I buy the older ones because they've got the better engines going into the nerd mode about it. Um, so it's the older Focus ST with the two and a half litre, but this one is a very specific white colour that's not, um, it's not common, shall we say. So I've only ever seen one, which is the one I bought. If you actually go into Google right now and you put in Focus ST3 Ice White Pearl, the first video that pops up on YouTube is actually my car from the company that I bought it from. Um, so yeah, it's it's a unique looking car, but I imagine it's in a chop shop already, and uh, and it's in a million pieces. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a bugger, but uh, I'm just glad there's no expensive pews in the boot. So mm -hmm. I think I'd be more heartbroken about that. Hundred yeah. percent. So there you go, guys, girls. Keep an eye out. Hopefully, we can potentially reunite james I, i'll be honest james i don't think it's gonna happen but we can try our best yeah if you find that car i will build you a custom mws all the bells and whistles however you want it if that isn't incentive enough 
There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't incite a mob with this lot because this lot are <laughs> oh, crazy. The they first, the first person to find it gets a, gets a custom MWS built to the hilt. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Ryan come flying over. Because <laughs> in my eyes, I'm saving 10 grand and going to buy another one. <laughs> yeah. so. um, just a quick All update right. in terms of the Defiant event it's an Airsoft Apocalypse. Uh, so that's the Defiant one on the 22nd to the 24th of. March and the Empire event one, uh, Pegasus says so doomsday sort of 28 days later. It's a little bit like that. Um, there's a full storyline briefing. I can run through the storyline if you want to go through story time with me. I'll I'll sit there and whisper sweet nothings at you about it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed writing the story. I don't get often yeah. to get that creative. Um, so, yeah. So Could I've got one bit of news before we go. I just want to say thank you uh, to one of our listeners. Uh, I think he's on here as Tony Pony. Um, I was sent an early birthday present. Um, it's a work light. Um, but it it does Ooh. red, which is handy, and white. And Can it's you put green. that on your dashboard to get through traffic quicker? Uh, I don't need this to get through traffic quicker. <laughs> People will tell you I just push my way through traffic. <laughs> Can't turn the bloody thing off. There we go. Um, but yes, thank you very much for that uh, early birthday present. That will be going in my pack. One will be going in my Bergen and one will be going in my car. It's always good for those dark nights when you need a bit of uh, yeah light for your questionable magazines you're reading in the port yeah. <laughs> or, or oh, not talking about experience minutes. i'm just guessing. 18 minutes and james has already <laughs> yeah. brought, brought, brought down to our level it's great yeah you haven't seen the picture you haven't seen the pictures of mike king cleaning the toilets from our last event that was, <laughs> that was... um in terms that was, of your car excuse. james marky mark says pearl white is rare as fuck Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's that an uncommon colour that if you look on the forums, people are always arguing the fact that people go, no, it's just white, it's just alpine white, and it's no, not. It's nice. So in like, if it's an overcast sky, the car looks grey. It's really strange. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't think yeah. I'll ever see it again. Pegasus says, "Have you let Ford know it's been stolen? Because some of the manufacturers can mark the chassis as stolen. So if it's ever entered into the network, it pops up." So the crazy thing is, when my other one was stolen in 2017, uh, the police a few months later found it. The people were in possession of 120 stolen cars, and they were stealing cars to order, using the stolen cars' parts to fix up legitimate cars that had been crashed, and they were selling them. Um, and they managed to identify my car with just the passenger door and the boot lid. And the officer said, he, he said, I can't tell you what it is, but we can identify a car from just one panel there's like hidden manufacturer's marks and that's how they identified it because that's all that they found. Wow. So, um, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. You could, hopefully someone will find it. We'll plaster this all over the internet. Well, Ryan, uh, Rich said Ryan would run swim from Cyprus even with his bum leg to get us a spoke MWS <laughs> yeah. from James. So, um, yeah. <laughs> He'll collar an Apache or something knowing Ryan. He'll be like, right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, if that's the end of the news, we can uh, roll on to the, the, the main topic of this evening, which is yeah. obviously talking about you, James. Pew, 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 pew. 
Pew, pew, pew. So, you've obviously kind of given us a bit of a, a condensed spiel. The, the mm-hmm. first question I had, because I know Andy's absolutely buzzing with a whole load of very super technical questions. And oh, I've got some. I'm not the most technical of people. Up. I kind of just like things to work, and then when they don't work, I give it to someone and give them some money, and they make it work. Um, <laughs> one one question I wanted to ask. So, when you were working with Bespoke, or you were obviously um, at Bespoke, the Arrows Striker seemed to be of a, a big product for yourself yes was that, so was that like you were kind of like the main distributor for that or the airy striker um when i uh, this is bespoke 1.0 this is the original company um it just released and it was the first gun that i started manufacturing parts for because i, I saw potential and it was like wow this this could be something else it was it had its drawbacks um but we started manufacturing and that's when before obviously the downfall of bespoke 1.0 that's where I, I was trying to sell guns i was trying to do this that and the other there wasn't much profit in it i started manufacturing and if that was able to carry on it would have it would literally would have saved the company there's there's so much more control with you know you can get it made for x price if you order the right amount we were selling striker kits we were doing videos the problem that came with that was we got or i got tarred with Oh, if you've got an airy striker, go to bespoke, and then everything else we didn't get mentioned for because it was so it was such a loud thing that anybody with an airy striker was coming to us to buy parts for. That all the other cool stuff we were doing just kind of got overshadowed, and I think that's what what you have to be careful with, especially when you're a retailer in, the, in a an airsoft space. If you're manufacturing, is that you don't get tarred with this one brush of that you, you're the specialist in a certain field because we were doing cool stuff with everything um it's just it, the way it fell with that release um yeah so and then of course aries started stealing all my ideas which then the the consecutive strikers were having those parts fitted which was great for consumers um it just would have been nice for aries to maybe mention it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but you know okay. it's, it's, it's funny because all, to of, be helpful. all of the, mm. the sort of progression in that platform ceased on the on the upward trend when when we stopped really supporting it um so yeah that it could have been something amazing um if they'd listened and i did see a comment in one of the before about ctws all those years ago um the problem isn't the people that support the platform the problem is normally the manufacturers they don't listen um but what i see a lot of more of now is manufacturers are listening so they are paying attention and if they do usually the product does end up being a lot more successful hmm. Hmm. interesting because i know i yeah. um I, w- I watched a lot of your content around the, the area striker and stuff and that was one of the reasons i bought one <laughs> at the time um so, it was yeah. mad we were doing like i think the signature series was the most expensive one i did um i can't remember how much it, it sold for it was quite expensive and before I'd even started assembling them, they'd sold out. But, you know, one thing that I always said was, and we did this when we we, spe- we sort of did some really nice KWAs for the Bespoke 2.0 website, was that I didn't like to do limited editions that weren't limited edition. It's like I'd stress, like when we did the, the KWA QRF Mod 3s, I said, look, there's a couple of these that are going to be going out. They're not going to be cheap but that is it. 
I kept one for myself and I think I did two or three more for the website and that's it because I feel like if you're buying something limited edition, you should be out in the field and you should never see another one. You know, it should be that that nice because if you go, oh, this is a limited edition thing and then you're doing 200 of them, it's not really limited edition, is it? I don't think we're a big enough industry where that is quite a low number. So, uh, yeah, I can't even remember what the signature series sold for, but there wasn't, I think there was like five maybe. Yeah, I'd say a limited edition run would be no more than 100 in Airsoft because any yeah. more than that, you're going to always see one at a build. Well, it's like your um, your Rattler. I know that you Oh, yeah, that was... That. <laughs> <laughs> so I was bored of seeing everyone going, oh, I've got an MP7. Oh, I've got an MP7. I was like, yeah, great. Well, I'm bored of seeing that now. So then the Toxic Rattler appeared and I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. So I bought it. And now everyone, including yourself, has gone... I've got a toxic regular. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. brilliant. <laughs> but I'll just buy an MP7 again. <laughs> with with the with the toxic and stuff, I don't think it's as mainstream as you think because not a lot of people no. spend that kind of money, and not a lot of people appreciate that for what it is. Um, if you're into gun, you know, popular gun culture and and what's going on in the US, and you watch people like you know Grand Thumb and those. You see the stuff they're using and you just want it, but then it's like, oh, no, what like the Spear LT? Yeah. No one's making a Spear yeah, LT. Yes. And then Toxicant drops a bomb and like, oh, we're making a Spear LT. And you're like, oh, sh I've got to have it. You know, when's it <laughs> yeah. when's it available? Um, but, I mean, having bought the APFG Rattler first, mm -hmm. which is based on the VFC platform, that thing was just... If, if you think that gun's good, you haven't used the MWS-based system um and its derivatives because it's just it, it doesn't even compare so the toxicant rattler is just far supreme to that apfg one and you know if you yeah. if you're out there on, on the, you know you say a lot more people might have the rattler but if you're out on the field and you're using it and you're having a good time mm -hmm. it's not always about getting the most hitting the most people or you know being an absolute oh that's know, not a problem with me it's just <laughs> are you enjoying yourself how does it make you feel when you're on the field that i think you know as we get it's mm -hmm. probably a thing about getting older as well it's worth more than going and going oh I shot loads of people today and i hardly got hit ever you know so which again has prompt prompted my thing where i'm moving away from electric just because there's nothing wrong with an electric gun i mean some of my electric guns you know the performance on them the performance on them is that is that good that i gets chrono so many times throughout the day at certain sites that it becomes annoying because they're like mm. there's no way that your gun at one jaw can fire that good well it can though and then you give it to a marshal you send them out and they come back and they're like what is this what's it got in it i need to have it <laughs> yeah. um so it's not that they don't perform well i think me personally my experience it's just i'm doing a bit of a polar shift into the stuff that's probably a little bit more challenging because the last game i had where i used an electric ag I was, you know, I was hitting people at distances that they couldn't hit me at, you know, which should equal, you know, happy times on the on the field. But I just wasn't enjoying myself. So, and I think that probably comes from predominantly using MWSs and going back to something electric in the winter. Mm. Um, it's just polar opposites. So, yeah, I will. I will go that's on a tan. Nice. If you ask me a question, I'll go on an absolute tangent. No, no, that's fine. I need to like tell you to stop yeah. talking. I've got some uh, heat pads. So they're they're sticky. They're meant to sit stick onto your t-shirt, um, and they're literally about that big. 
and they fit perfectly in be- in between my plate carrier. Um, and they're not gel or anything. They're like a, um, I don't know, it's weird. It feels like it's grit inside. Yeah. So when you break it, you know that you're not, if it breaks, you're not going to get gel and stuff all over you. And that just keeps it. And they don't get ridiculously hot. Um, it's just a nice constant temperature and they last for 12 hours. I was like, perfect pack of those. Thank you very much. Um, so that's what I'm going to use in the winter. If it starts getting really cold, you'll you'll be surprised at how good. And I, I, I'm probably sound like I'm singing off him shit here, but how good the Marui gas system is for the MWS. You can use the guns in cold weather. Oh yeah. You're not going to be dumping mags on full auto. Up, you know, the TMAKM could do that. I've been at zero degrees and dumped a full mag full auto, put another mag in, dumped another mag full auto, and it just it just works. I feel like Todd Howard from uh, Bethesda, but it just works, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that's why my expectation for GBB performance is so high with the MWS that when I do experience like that APFG Rattler, which loads of people hated on me for because I said it was rubbish, but I'm not going to tell you something's good if it's not. Um, and it wasn't really much cheaper. So I think it was like 500 quid. So 200 pound ish off mm-hmm. what the toxicant and the toxin kit is far superior, far superior. But yeah, it's, uh, sorry. I forgot what the question was now. We've had a load of questions coming, Andy, because obviously I know, I know you've yeah. got, absolute pile of them as well do you want to launch into one yeah so there's some couple of simple ones that have come through to myself Um, um, someone asked hang on got loaded back up Uh, someone asked um, what is the best gas that you would recommend for using in a non-upgraded MWS propane from Carl you can can use green gas Um, it's fine I run propane everything um years ago propane was super cheap now it's not you're paying like what 50 quid for two cans in some places yeah. it, it does get quite expensive the thing that i love about propane is it's so unmolested i took a test um maybe like a year or two ago now and i had five or six mws mags and i went green gas red gas black gas garter gas all the really high powered stuff and then i had a mag with just propane in it and every test that I ran, the propane just ran the most consistent and the best. And that's not to say that all gases are the same. Um, you could run an MWS on green gas, no problems at all. But I've ran a standard MWS on propane, which most people tell you not to do, for four years. And the only thing that broke was the nozzle spring You know, later on in its life because I had used it quite a lot. So you, you can be you can beat on it quite a bit. The only the thing that's going to go first in an MWS is probably the nozzle spring. Um, but there's no reason to just run out and buy them. I mean, I, I manufacture springs as well, so it's it, it's detriment to me to tell you not to do that. But I'm also not going to tell you to do something that I'm not being honest about. So mm. run your MWS. If the gun's apart and you pop like a, a slightly stronger spring in at the time, happy days. But there's nothing wrong with just ruining it out of the box as it is. Yeah, so I've I've recently found uh, Swiss Arms Heavy Gas, uh, 150 psi. Um, it's got no silicon in it, um, and in the colder weather when I've been using it, um, there is hardly any sort of um, 
like freezing issues where you get the silicon uh, freezing to the uh, bolt and things like that. Um, it's and it's only ten pound a can. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty good, and I presume that's a um a, a propane because all of their all a lot of their ones they they do um, light gas at one ten psi, no silicon. Uh, they it's seem all, to do a whole range. It's all propane based, but they pressurize it to different psi. So you know mm. what's getting you're getting in the. It might be a slightly different mix, but you know not all propane canisters are pre, you know pressurized to the same pressure as well and it's uh the only reason i think a lot of people wouldn't use propane now is either because of the smell because it does smell like cabbage you know <laughs> you can always tell when someone's using it out in the field um propane adapters are hard to get now but i am working on it i've had various prototypes i'm not sure if i've got one on the bench here but um the airsoft innovations is airsoft innovations did them but they went bump yeah they went and they, they were very good adapters, but you just can't buy them now. And all the cheap metal ones you get from China are just no good, which means you'll be holding it down forever and it just never fills it up. So I am working on something. Um, I've got a load of 3D printed prototypes that worked. But what I want to try and do is maybe see about machining it instead out of aluminium. So that's sort of hit a staggering point while I wait for some prototypes to be done um it's all about cost as well you know it's it's got to be effective but if you said to me right here's a propane adapter for 15 pounds made of plastic and here's one exactly the same works just as good but it's made out of shiny aluminium and it's 40 pound i'm going to buy the more expensive one because to me it's gonna it's gonna last longer but watch this space yes yeah. it needs it needs to be right before it's uh before it's released Kenny's written Kenny. hurry up James <laughs> <laughs> or at least send me a prototype <laughs> I could send you yeah, a prototype seems to be... but it's just not 100% yet. yeah there seems to be a lot of love for that uh, idea um, but yeah as I said the Swiss Army uh, Swiss Arms gas that I've been using I, I presume it's a propane based because it's got no silicon in it yeah but that's in a bottle and it's only 10 quid if you can get I mean the propane that I use is the Coleman stuff, which you can get from go outdoors and places like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think the last time I ordered it from a, a website called wow camping, which is actually pretty cheap. Um, and it didn't have a stupidly high postage cost because they're shipping compressed gas. Um, I run it on propane just cause it's the most consistent in all the temperatures that I've tested it in. And a lot, I always get this when I put videos up on the YouTube and I get people arguing me, but do your own testing. You know, go and buy a bottle of green gas, go buy a bottle of red gas and just, just try it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you can run, again, into a bit of jewel creep with heavier gases, especially when using 0.3s, 0.4s and above, um, which I did do downgrade valves for, which I released the other day, and they sold out within less than like an hour. Yeah, I know. Which, I was really annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was a thing where I'd, I'd been testing them for a while. I'd sent them out to people. And I was like, right, let me get some manufactured in the way that they're going to be when they, they sell. But let, I'm just going to order a load more just in case because you, you've got a minimum charge anyway when, when you work with factories. Um, and once I put them in and they were like, bob on, I was like, right, I've got so many sets. Let's just shove them up on the website so the early birds that get to the website can get using them. Um, and then the next big batch is on the way. It's just going to take a couple of weeks. 
but two to one side for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, a, I mean, I've got a set that I was testing. Um, if I can find it, I'll send it to you. But uh, yeah, either or, I'll just wait till the, they come in and I'll send you send you a set. HCIS okay, Airsoft says the original Airsoft innovation one was metal. I've still got the mm. Gen 1 despite being bent from being dropped with a can of full propane attached. It's nearly 20, 20 years old and it works perfectly still. So. Keep holding um, that. It's probably Airs worth Airsoft innovations <laughs> could have, because they went bump and they were taking pre-orders for stuff that they had no intention of selling, mm. they literally should have just sold the patents. You've got that flack that they were working on if anybody in this world has one of those flak shotguns and can get it to me, I'll reverse engineer the shit out of that and I'll get it made. <laughs> you know, I, I know so many people in, in the right places, but there's only so many prototypes that went out. Um, so if someone wants to make some money, get one and send it to me. But um, they should have just sold the molds for the adapters or just sold the designs. Mm. Um, and then people could still have something that works. So, but it might not be a problem soon. I know other people are working on adapters as well, but uh, you need to be careful because if we release something that's not quite ready and then someone else releases one and it's better, um, you're just going to be stuck with a load of cost and you're going to lose a lot of money. So, HIS uh, believes that Novrich bought the patents, apparently. Uh, I'd never buy anything off him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, let's go into some questions because there's, there's, it's just absolutely yeah. ramming full. Um, Pegasus says, are you, are you planning to bring back the grease pen or expanding the range? The grease yes. pens should be in stock. If they're not, I need to fix that uh, because that could be a problem. <laughs> they won't be in stock in a minute. <laughs> uh, that is a good question. If you've brought that to my attention, then you get a cookie. Um, grease pens. Yeah, they should be in stock. They're not in stock. Ah. Okay. So they I are keep in, doing. They are. They are in stock. Yeah. <laughs> <It's been laughs> you keep doing that, right? And I've you got at least thirty of them. So. for a minute. <laughs> I just need to put an order in. <laughs> um, the grease pens good because yeah, they are. If if you. If you do the science and you do the research, silicon as a lubricant for airsoft doesn't make any sense. And don't get me wrong, I've sold silicon oil in previous years, and I think a lot of people misinterpret that the, the one grease and the one oil is silicon-based. It's not. It's food safe. You can use it in body shops where paint is being done because it will not. There's, there's no silicon in it. Um, so the beauty of the one pen isn't the applicator which you know there was a bit of drama around that as well but um the the secret isn't the applicator that's just a quirky way of applying it the secret is the compound itself um and if you use the one grease or the one oil and you're not getting the results required then something is horrendously going wrong mm. but um, uh yeah they're, they're both the same compound um, so you've got the grease, which is like a grease, and you've got the oil, which is um, it's obviously like it's a bit more runny. It's not runny, but you know it's I can't think of the right word for it now. 
So it's the same compound, which is why sometimes if the oil pens sit, um, like let's say you sit it on the side for a couple of months, you'll see like it starts to haze at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that isn't an issue at all. It's just it's just the the compound sitting. Um, it won't affect it whatsoever. You can still use it as it is. Um, but it is literally just a slightly thinned out version of the grease. So it's it's the same stuff. Pegasus yeah. says, can I get a free pen? Basically, instead of the cookie. <laughs> You can get a free pen. All you got to do is spend how much are they? Ten pound on a cookie. Nine 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 ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one pen, get one free. <laughs> I get so many people ask me for free pens, and I have sent loads out. I've sent them out to all kinds of people just when it was in its infancy, and to this day, no one's said anything bad about it. Um, there are there is another airsoft youtuber out there doing something similar um and i'm not saying his products bad because i don't think it is he's branched out and done various other things like thread locks and other bits and pieces um i've been asked if i'll do the same thing and that's no because my intention wasn't to do something similar to him what's great about that drama around the one pen is i didn't know who he was until he sent me the message and it, it got a bit blown out of proportion but then on the flip side I found him, found his YouTube channel, and he's actually a really good YouTuber. So I watch his airsoft content now all the time. <laughs> and I would not have known anything about him um, unless that happened. So kind of a weird turn of events. But, yeah, I now watch his content because he does turn out good videos. So the more you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. Rich asks, Where's Top Knot, aka Lance? Lance is unfortunately un- unwell tonight. Um, he's feeling poorly, so, yeah. He won't be joining us tonight. Um, Marky Mark, lots of love for James. Been watching his stuff for many years from his live streams in the evening while building custom stuff to bespoke reviews to what he's doing now. Great content, thank you, Mark. There you go. Um, Will says, Can Jaeger do a how to MWS maintenance guide video, please? Yes, and it's coming. So I originally planned, I've got a buddy of mine who sent me his MWS so long ago now, I can't remember when it was, but we don't talk too much, um, too frequently. Um, so he's going to sat there and it's only sat there for so long because that was the gun I was going to use to do. This is how I suggest you maintain your MWS, but then getting the time to get it on the bench to record that video has just delayed it. So mm. there is a video that I, that I have it ready to, film for that which i'm going to use his gun for um you never know i might try and do it next week if i can there we if go. i remember <laughs> well, well, well we'll keep an eye out for it and then um you know we'll, we'll do, have a little new segment for yourself when it comes out um we'll let everyone know when we see it so so no one misses out <laughs> i don't have yeah. quite that much that much maintenance to be honest i've got an mws that i've had for well over four or five years and unless it's had a problem like the nozzle's gone a bit dry, I haven't really touched it. I haven't even cleaned the barrel, I don't think. I, I, I find it – maybe I'm lucky, but I, I've never really had guns that get incessantly dirty barrels. So it's either got to come from the BBs that you're using and they're leaving residue, or you've got dirt in your magazines, which is transferring up into your, your hop and into your barrel, or you're falling with your muzzle – planting into we've all seen someone do it in SV plant the muzzle into the the ground and they've got muddle sticking out their flash hider mm-hmm. so as long as you're not mistreating 
and MWS, you shouldn't really... I mean, maintenance is always a good idea. That's not the message I'm trying to get across. But uh, you don't have to obsess over it and think, oh, I've just done a, a game today. I need to completely strip apart the gun. And it's very cool doing that, and a lot of people enjoy it. And if you enjoy doing it, then you should do it. But it's not it's not essential. Um, not that frequently, just... anyway. <laughs> uh, someone's just dropped me a quick uh, text message um, just asking... What would you recommend using on an MP7 on a gas blowback MP7 a TM gas blowback MP7? Uh, the one grease or the one oil? Either. There you go. <laughs> you heard <laughs> they're it. Both, they're both good. It de it depends. So they'll both work in very much the same way. Um, I'd probably say bolts, metal to metal contact, anything that's a little bit more aggressive in its movement maybe the grease because you want it to sort of stick as you're applying it the oil i'd be applying to maybe seals o-rings um things where you want so the grease you want to apply it to something where it doesn't need to seep mm -hmm. so let's say you've got a bolt moving inside uh, an upper receiver you'd use the grease because you can put it onto the bolt it won't drip off or slip anywhere it's going to stick there it's going to go inside the receiver and it's going to spread it around um, the oil you want to be using for like, let's say you've got a nozzle where you've got an O-ring around it. If you're using the grease, you'd have to take the O-ring off, apply a little bit so it's on the back of the O-ring and then put the O-ring on and then apply it again. Uh, same with like bolt actions. Or you can just use the um, oil, put it around the O-ring and it will, it's you know, itself draw into behind the O-ring. So um I would probably go with grease on bolt action cylinders and pistons just because you need it more, especially if you're using like a metal piston inside a metal cylinder. You want it to be sticky so that when it when it, you put it all back together, it spreads around. Um, but have a play with it. You know, it's, it's more preference. So sometimes it's just a case of which one I pick up on the bench. I'll pick them up and, you know, I won't even look and I'll be like, oh, that's the oil because I can see through it. Um, both will work absolutely fine. There you go. Although, if you are sorry, if you are using it on gearboxes, so like gears inside a met box, then use the grease because you don't want it as the gears spin, you don't want it flinging everywhere. If you've got like a MOSFET or something like that where you don't want it to be, so um rich says james what's your favorite gbb over the last year and i'd like to add a question on top of that which is what's like the craziest custom that you've worked on ever uh favorite gbb um it's gonna again it's gonna sound like a broken record but that you can't go wrong with the mws or the tmakm they're phenomenal i have enjoyed working on the ghm9 um I haven't fielded the GHM9 yet. I've, I've tested it at range and stuff, and it seems to work absolutely fine. I just, with the GHM9, I want to get their MP9 lower for it before, I, because I don't, it doesn't feel like it suits the Glock mags. So when they drop their MP9 lower, which you can use KWA MP9 mags, then I think I'll be using that more. Um, And what was the second question, sorry? Oh, like what's the craziest custom you've ever i know before the show we were obviously talking about uh your your aim to make the most expensive ever i'm just cool like what what's like the craziest one you've ever worked on like the most outlandish and most out there um 
Oh, that's a good question. I did something funky with an Aries 308, which is on the channel where I did about 50 hours of laser engraving on it. So it's got, um, what would you call it? Like a Damascus pattern, but the Damascus pattern set into the receiver. And I will never get back what that cost me to do, <laughs> but it's made like such a unique thing. Um, that was cool. I haven't used that gun since I built it, much like a lot of guns. Um, it was an interesting challenge. Would I want to do it again? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I've got, you know, some good GBVs as well. I've got the Geisley Super Duty, which I did, which was the DMR. That was a nice build. Um, oh, it's, it's crazy. What, what have I built that's crazy? So much stuff. You could just look back through my videos and, and take a look. There is something daft that I only got the initial videos out, which was the Quasar ballpup pistol hpa which i haven't worked on ever since i did like the first or second video on it um which is a crazy gel blaster so that would be nice when it's built uh, i'm also talking to a guy who does 3d printed kits to make a hpa pistol um i think they're called atis soft so i'm in talks to him about getting one of his smg kits so that's going to be something really unique as well because it's not a platform it's literally a 3D printed chassis that you put an engine in and then it takes ARP9 PTS mags. So that'll be interesting as well. But yeah, I've been fortunate enough to work on a lot of cool stuff. Um, usually that cool stuff ends up going to a customer though. So I don't, I don't tend to keep <laughs> or retain it. Just, just sorry, I, I'll hog in the chat, but what, what, what's your number in terms of how many, how many um, sort of various riffs and, pistols and like that you've got at the moment mm. Ooh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot there's there's so much so that in my office there is a wall of guns there is then a rack of guns underneath that and then there is guns on every surface and if i look to my right in my living room there is literally three guns within arm's reach there's just guns everywhere so <laughs> sometimes i'll go right i'll do an inventory and i'll check what i've got and then i'll find stuff i'm like oh i completely forgot i own that i've been looking for that for the past 12 months um but i'll probably say i've got about six mws's um including the 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 de Novesky one which is pretty good for the price tmakm a few hpa bits i'd probably say 30 or 40 which isn't okay. Let's go with 30. I don't think it's quite 40, but what, what you'll find is when I first started airsofting, you know, I was collecting stuff, AGs, this, that, and the other. And I had so many guns that you, you turn over and you sell cause you're just not using them. But then I got to the point where each gun that I was building was having so much time or parts or money spent on it that you go upstairs and you might see six rifles there, but each rifle could be, one to two thousand pounds worth in its entire i mean i'm not yeah. chucking two thousand pounds on a gun at a time uh i'm not that fortunate but you know over time when you're putting this part that part on and then you you go and you have a look and you're like right what have i actually got and you'd be like oh that mws oh oh i can't lend that to my mate this weekend that's like two grand's worth of gun and then oh the one next to it's the same and you're like oh, i need to give him something you know um <laughs> So I probably don't have as much as what I have previously, but there's, there's a lot more unique and uh, not necessarily expensive because it's just because it's expensive. But um, 
usually it makes it a bit more unique. So the Toxicant stuff, I've got the Rattler, I've got the Spear LT. When they release the big Spear, I'll definitely be buying that, which is a curse. Um, I was talking to another guy the other day about Archwick releasing their APC 9K series. They're doing four models. So I'm going to get suckered into buying them as well because, <laughs> you know, Airsoft. Um, but it's all for the channel. Yeah. It's all I think, for the I think those that watch benefit more than I do because I have the bill at the end of it. <laughs> Everyone just lives vicariously through yourself. Yeah. <laughs> People keep asking me to do like a, a, a collection like video. Um, and I did try and do one years ago, but I don't think it really worked, but I'm sure I could do something. Um, but yeah, I really should start thinking about over-insuring all this stuff because a lot of it can't be replaced, can it? So No. You can always put your weapons uh, through the books as well. If well, you're earning a living off of it. So a bit of tax refund there. I wouldn't say a living. I think I spend a living on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan says, is there any custom parts for the APFG MPX coming out from yourself? um not at the moment only because i haven't fielded it yet but that gun is like a miraculous gun from apfg because the the rattler was rubbish but the mpx is absolutely astonishing but you buy it in its k form where it's got nothing attached to it so again me being me you go out and you source a real midwest industries handguard which probably cost as much as the rifle did and then you buy the stock and then you buy this that and the other and um the gun is very solid. I really do like it. But there's already a saturation of parts for it. And I don't think it re it requires... To, like the MWS, as good as it is, you know, if you want to downgrade the power, you've got to buy a specific thing. You know, there's bolt weights, there's other bits and pieces to get more out of it. It doesn't need it. Um, but with the MPX, unless I see something that requires it, I don't think I'd just make it for the sake of it. Um, that's quite a good phrase, actually, make it for the sake of it. But uh, <laughs> like the VFC M249 is an astonishing gun. And uh, I did design a new hop and hop arm for it. But then when I took it to its first game and I was using it on HPA, I was like, this gun absolutely rocks. Like, I'd be stupid to waste money, you know, making all these parts <laughs> just for people to go, well, it doesn't actually, you know, increase the performance that much. Like that gun out the box... VFC knocked it out of the park, especially if you put HPA tap on it. Like I have never had so much uh, attention for any gun other than that because it's just rattling that thing off full auto constantly. You know, people were ducking like thirty meters away. And I'm like, what are you doing? You fool! It's like airsoft. You know, what are you ducking for cover for? <laughs> Which I was like, da, 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 you know, <laughs> it struck fear into whoever I was shooting that thing at. So. Yeah, I don't think, back on topic, sorry, I don't think it's worth just making parts for the sake of it unless it's like an aesthetically pleasing part. But yeah, it's... Uh, go watch, I mean, go watch the MPX series. I mean, I had great fun building it. Um, and, you know, that Midwest Industries handguard, I think it was like £150, something, just for a little bit of M-Lock. <laughs> but it, it transformed the gun, it really did. And I know it's probably hard to get across on me talking on video but it, it, it makes the gun feel a lot better i think that's probably one of the most important parts nice 
Um, <laughs> Ryan says, have you heard? Again, there'll be about... a lot of questions from Ryan. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. KS1L403 build coming out. So I have done various KS1s, um, and before I even knew that the Royal Marines had adopted it, I kept getting these requests come through, and it'd be like, oh, can you, a customer would be like, can you do a full laser engraving and Cerakote job on a KS1? I've got a blank receiver, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can do that for you. So you do one, and then the next day, I've got another message in my inbox. Can you do a KS1? I'm like, what the bloody hell's a KS1? Like, why are people loving this gun? Um, and then it clicked, like the Royal Marines have adapted it, so it's going to go crazy. Um, I did talk to Double Eagle about it, because they were talking to me when I did the Noveski N4 video. And I said, guys, you could capitalize here, do the same gun, just make it like the, like the KS1, and you will mop up because people are going to go absolutely apeshit for this platform. Mm -hmm. um, to which they replied, we can't because of copyright. I was like, you're a Chinese airsoft manufacturer. You don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, put it under but a they different do, studio, they don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think there's been that delay now where people have been going mad for it that you're going to see the other companies catch up and then you'll probably see like various different AEGs from companies with the same trades on. Mm. Um, I think those that care about the KS1 will have a keen eye. And the one chap where I was doing KS1s for a while, and the one chap, I can't remember his name, I apologize, but he was so meticulous about how the trades went on that he got all these files made up and he drew where all the placement was. Um, and, you know, I, I just hit hit go on the, on, the, on the machines, started doing it. And I think one of the trades or the, the fonts was slightly out. And to anybody else, I said to him, I said, look, we can't go back. I said, we didn't discuss this when the commission was going through. We weren't. I, I did say to him, you need to be very specific because once that laser's done its work, we yeah, ain't, we ain't in reverse. Yeah. Um, but I think then once he got it, he was like, you're right. It's so minimal. Like, he'll know, but no one else will ever know. Um, but he was very good at, like, design. So he just meticulously drawn this thing um, down to a T. But... Please don't, you know, hand my inbox about building chaos ones. It, I, I can do them, but it, it is quite a lengthy process with the trades and the Cerakote. Uh, HCIS is the going back to the limited edition. The limited edition SOCOM Gear Gold 1911 was only limited in the fact they only made more when they sold out. <laughs> it just amused me because yeah. that's that's an absolute classic thing that I know, I know some people do. Um, do you remember the Steve, limited edition Vauxhall courses, the Quicksilvers? Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were like white yeah. and it was a like limited edition, but then you saw one like every five cars on the road. You're like, this is limited edition about this. It's just a badge. Yeah. But then they just sold the badges separately, didn't they? So people yeah. were just so sticking just on there. On the they were just like, yep, yeah, limited edition, <laughs> done. Um, Stephen says, if I get a WEL85, will I regret it? Yes. I was going to answer well, that one. Yes, I've seen many used on the know, field, and no for one a time, have any fun WE were the only people churning out gas rifles. But honestly, we're we're so we're in a market today where people are doing it so much better. Until I see anything new from WE, they're just not worth it. Yes, the gun will cost you less money, but I'm telling you now, it will perform worse. The full auto will be absolutely rubbish and never work. The gun will rattle itself to pieces. And that isn't me just hating on a different platform. I have been there. I have owned WE L85s, WEM4s, the original WEG36. I don't know if you remember when that came out, mm -hmm. which was like the one 
gas blowback platform that people are going to because it, it semi worked. Um, if you really want a gas blowback L85, that, I think that is the only option that you've got, which more to you, persevere with it. There's probably people out there that do parts for it. But if you're expecting a high performance gas blowback rifle, it's just not there. I'm sorry. That's a shame. I've got a, uh, a WEMP5, which I'll be honest with you, I never field. I only bought it just because I was like, I really want an MP5 because I like the HK slap. And then all I've done is run around the house with it. No ammo in it. Just literally just dry firing because it's just cool. <laughs> you you would absolutely love the Gen 2 VFC gas blowback MP5. It is so good. But, but that, that, that being said, that good is so good. It's the only one that's probably worth buying at the moment, in my opinion. But the day that Tokimuri drop a gas blowback MP5, that shit is going straight on pre-fired. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't care how much money I've put into it, I'll be recuperating that money back and I'll be getting the Marie because I, I guarantee you it will work better. Sorry, not sorry. That's <laughs> yeah. no, fine. Just get a gas blowback, Mike. <laughs> yeah, like so we've had this chat before. The problem I have with gas blowback. I have a really sensitive flinch reflex, which I know is the wimpiest reason for saying. <laughs> that oh, I can't. Oh. I can't be dealing with like compressed air firing out near my face, um, and like the the bolt recoil systems. It just makes me flinch, and I can't see what I'm shooting at. So unless, I'm just blind firing. Basically. Unless you use the unless you're using like a ballpup, and I've had gas blowback ballpups before, which is very loud next to your ear. It will make your ears ring. Um, if you do get that reaction from like an M4 base system or whatever, you will get used to it. And then once you start using it more, you'll go, oh, this is what people are going like mad about, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to end up with an MWS at some point when I've got some money. Because um, that's, I do like the AK platforms as well. Um, if you're not, buying, not if you're sure buying like secondhand guns, and I've always said this for years, I don't like buying secondhand guns that are modified in any way. If it's it's more valuable to me if it's in factory spec, which is why I've been searching for like a PTS Masada AG, like the original one, for years. And the only reason I haven't bought one is because everyone I come across has been so molested that you just you you're, you're literally playing the lottery with it. Um, the only gun I would buy that's been modified that's a gas blowback would be an MWS because I know that if anything's off spec to it or they've used a part that I don't like, it's so easy. Yeah. I go on WGC, I'll order some parts, <laughs> I'll return it back to factory or something like that. Um, so that would be the, and I have bought MWS's secondhand and every, every time, luckily, fingers crossed, touch wood, um, I've never had a bad experience with, but yeah, it's, uh, I've once you admit, once, yeah. once you experience it, I think you'll be you'll be hooked. Yeah, I've got mm. to admit, I've only See, recently I... gone over to gas blowback, haven't I? So I sold uh, the yeah. only AG that I I've kept to my two LMGs, um, because I like money. <laughs> um, so uh, I sold my um, Mark eighteen um, recoil and got the gas blowback, and I was like really skeptical at first. And then Ash and uh, Ryan said, I'll just take it apart. I took it apart. I went, oh, there's like five bits. This is yeah. brilliant. This is amazing. <laughs> and still, a gas blowback M4 is more complicated than a real one. Yeah. Like like horrendously so. Um, 
so yeah it's just you know you can you can break things you know never say never it's if like if you were going to go buy a high capper let's say and you wanted top performance buy high capper have something that all the manufacturer different manufactured parts fit what are you going to buy TM. it's probably going to be a tm high capper isn't it because yeah. it's the most supported platform and that's not to yeah. say there's not other gas back blowback rifles that aren't supported but i think when these aftermarket companies you know they make parts for like an mws for example or a tmakm you know they know for a fact that there's going to be such a saturation of people that need the parts um it's just a, a good business choice to support a platform that's you know you wouldn't make spare parts for a car that nobody owns you know yeah mm. i just want to say hciss off says sounds like a training issue i have fired more <laughs> successfully real steel weapons without flinching flaming <laughs> <and> gas blowbacks <laughs> but i'm sure i'm sure it'll happen in the future um there was another question that came in from les actually uh les says i've recently bought a tm mk18 gbbr do you recommend doing the hop rubber and barrel thingy rubber or just leave it? I have one TM mag and three guns modify. The TM works great, but the guns modify mags, I'm not sure about. So the guns modify mags um, are the best P mags on the market, regardless. Um, it's the only P mags that I would buy at the moment. That being said, the guns modify P mags will come out at a slightly higher FPS. They do, they're more punchy as well. Um, the downside to them is if you leave them with not a lot of gas in, they do um, progress leaks quite quickly. Um, you know, five out of six of mine, because I haven't touched them in, you know, best part of six months um, without gas in, they're, they're all leaking. So I'm going to have to pull them apart. But Guns Modify have released a new base plate for the bottom of the mags that basically it's two parts. So if your Guns Modify PMAG starts leaking from the bottom, it's got two grub screws and you just do a quarter turn on both. And it puts extra pressure on the seal and seals it. But the only place I can find that are selling them little parts are JK Army. And every time I've gone to order, they only have like two in stock, which is pointless when you've got like six mags. Um, the TM mags are solid. Do that little uh, reservoir modification where you take the tube out, you chop it down. Don't listen to all the misinformation that's on the internet telling you um, that certain... Because I took a TM mag apart the other day that I was building for a customer, and they've got numbers underneath the base plate, which is I think is mold numbers. So when you're casting parts, you can cast so many parts out of it before the mold tarnishes, and then you have to get the mold replaced. And I think with Marui, because this mag was on a number four, which I've only seen the number twos on previously, and then people said there was a number three. So this one had a number four on it, which I presume is that's the fourth mold that they're using. But every single TM mag that comes out of that factory has that tube. And people say, well, I've got the, the one with the three on it, which doesn't require it. Take the tube out. I'm telling you now, there's going to be a long gas tube. Chop that down. You'll get three times the gas capacity. And, you know, it's just a win-win scenario. You can't go wrong. Uh, the, the barrel and the hot rubber, if you're happy using up to like a 0.28, I think it is, or a 0.3 right at the end of its adjustment, just run it. And just have fun with it you know if you find yourself oh, i want a little bit more consistency out of the barrel or i want to be able to hop heavy bbs then do the parts um if you want to do a hot rubber on the cheap and you don't want to change anything else just go buy like a i i use the flamingos now 
but there's nothing yeah. wrong with going and buying the purple nine ball booking, which I use for many years. Just throw it in there with a stock barrel and it will work fine. It's just, yeah, I think the flamingo is what five ninety nine or something. It's, 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 it's not expensive. even that much. And with yeah. your Titan nub, that thing, that thing fires like a monster now with that, that combo, what under a tenner or yeah. around 10 pounds. Perfect. Perfect little combo for 10 pound. The only reason I do barrels, and this was actually a comment that I had on my video when I was building that Glock 17 Gen 4. You know, you say the Ruby's brilliant, but then you're getting the gun and you're doing this build and you're putting, you're basically replacing most of the gun. And it's not that the fact that the gun's bad. I just know building guns for many years that I like a certain setup. So if I'm doing a barrel on the cheap, I'll go and get a Prometheus barrel for the MWS. Once I've experienced the Prometheus barrel, with a Flamingo rubber and a Titan nub, when I buy a new MWS, why am I going to settle for anything less than what that settle for? Because I know how that barrel and the hot rubber reacts. I know I can hop up to a certain weight with BB. So when I get the gun, I just, let's say I've got a normal M4 and I've just gone and bought a Mark 18 because I did a build series on the Mark 18. I'm going to set it up the same way. Now I have done previous builds where I've gone, oh, okay, I'll use an MR hot rubber from Maple Leaf and I've tried it and it hasn't really worked that well. So, yes, I pull apart Maroos and replace a lot of stuff after saying they're amazing, but it's just because it's like you go buy a car, you put the wheels on it that you like the look of. They don't make the car go any quicker. They might be a bit lighter, but it's just setting it up to your personal preference, which is why you look on the field, there might be 100 M4s on a game day, but none of them look the same. So... Sorry, that's I'm half going, the fun going. of the no. That's all right. That's half the fun of the hobby, I think. Yeah, like because I know that mine, my rattler will look different to your rattler, your rattler and my rattler will look different to Ryan's rattler, for example. Um, that's what I quite like about what you can do with weapons that are manufactured. You can make it how you want, for example. Unless you're yeah. going for a standard just AK look, then you just you've just got an AK. Just throw it in the mud, job done. But yeah, job done. <laughs> yeah. Bit of tape around the <laughs> bit of tape around the stock. All good. It, it comes back to that, you know, those that those few out there that do watch my content, it's not like I'm telling you, right, go buy this rifle, go buy all these upgrades, and that's what you've got to have. I'm just letting you follow on the journey with me. And usually I'm either testing parts or like you say, you just know how you want it. You know what kind of red dot you like, you know what I mm. tend to put suppressors on everything just because I think suppressors are cool. It's not because they do anything; they do nothing for a gas blowback. But like you, like your Mark eighteen, you've got a can on the end as well as yeah. I have, because they look cool as, don't they? With a, with a yeah. suppressor on. I've got a can on the um, <laughs> Rattler as well, but the ears hold. <laughs> yeah, it's ears hide, hidden, hidden it? behind the logo, isn't it? <laughs> hidden behind the logo. <laughs> they just some guns are just meant to have cans on, you know, especially if they're short as well. So yeah, yeah, don't get tied up in the details um try it you know if you're not scared about buying a couple of different hot rubbers go buy them from different manufacturers you do have to have the front ends apart on the mws mws to change the hot rubbers but what's mm -hmm. 15 20 minutes just to try something new and you know i've had people i've I've used hot rubbers in the past that i, I swear i don't buy and then someone's gone and fitted one in a different barrel and they're like oh it shoots absolutely superbly um so don't take my word for it. 
So there you go. Don't don't listen to Jaeger. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the summarizer of this video. That's my yeah. subtle little disclaimer at the end, just like do all this amazing stuff, but don't do it just in case yeah. it goes wrong. <laughs> um, right, I'm conscious of the time, so I think we've got we've, we've got a we've fair got few, few questions still in the chat. Do you do you have any more, Andy, that you wanted to? Only personal ones, which I will Over harass it. him. Ask, ask. No, we'll clear the listeners' ones first of all. Okay. Because they're That's more fine. important. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of just random stock check questions, James. So if we if we kind of just run through a couple of those, uh, Will says, when are the spring sets back in stock? Uh, I, pre I presume he's on about the Muzukashi ones. Um. That's a funny story because I did them and then I can't talk about it, but they were basically all purchased by someone. Right. And there was just an agreement to say, I won't produce and sell them again till such a date. So that's, that's almost over now. Um, I can't go into the details. I'd love to, but you know, good for me, good for you guys, because all that money went back into, you know, producing more stuff. So I will try and get them done hopefully in the first quarter of this year, but no promises. Oh, there you go. Uh, Rich says, when are the MWS files due back in stock? In about two weeks. There you go. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to read if there's any more. Are you going to put a pre-order <laughs> system in place? Maybe. Because <laughs> it sounds like everyone's gone, yeah, I want one of those. <laughs> uh, Pegasus. Pegasus says, was your MWS downgrade valves uh, using the stock 250 mil barrel in testing? So I was using a Prometheus barrel, um, same length, but comparable to the stock Marie barrel, I didn't see much of a difference, maybe a couple of FPS, so... It's it's thereabouts, so don't don't worry too much about that. Uh, Ryan says, any tips for fixing leaking USP mags with TM's crap two pin design? Gasket sealer, if nothing else works, um, much like they do with the Mark Twenty Three mags. So you'll take the base plate off, you get gasket sealer from places like Halfords. Um, take the rubber seal off, put gasket sealer. Be liberal with it round the base plate. Put the the sealing rubber over the gasket sealer it will seat round it and then cake it in gasket sealer again it's how we used to do the mark 23 mags years ago put that in knock your pins in don't gas it up for a day or two let that really set in and then it should last you a long time i could do a video on it if need be um there's two questions here for from to, uh, one question effectively from two different people so uh Hugh says, what's your most and least impressed you were with the D? I I can't pronounce that. Demofsky? It's the Neveski. Neveski. Most That's and least one. impressed. Most impressed was how <laughs> Sorry. TM compatible it was. They really knocked it out of the park with that. Least impressed? Um, I haven't really had any problems in mine, but some people have said they have. Um, so it might just be a QC thing maybe, but I will probably replace the bolt at some point just because the standard bolt seems a little bit sluggish compared to like a standard Maru one. Uh, but you can get the Evo guns modify ones for about 80 quid for a complete bolt. So I'll do a video on it close to the time again. Hmm. Nice. Uh, Ryan's also said yes, please, to the video, James, on the um, 
on the TM Max. Max, yeah. Uh, um, here's here's an offering for you, Ryan. If you want to send me your USP mags, I'll do them for you and use them in the video. Oh, there you go. Ooh. I won't, I won't, I won't cover his... return postage. <laughs> like, that'll be on you, but I'll use them in the video. Um, that ain't a big enough incentive. I don't know what is. I can imagine <laughs> Ryan's face right now. He's just like, I can just see ah! it slowly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pony Tony, what's your opinion on the uh, DMWS on the DEMWS compared to the TM? Desert Eagle. I've been asked yes. this. Um, no, not Desert Eagle. A lot of times. No, so if money's an issue and you can't stretch to the MWS, get the DE. If you just want a gas blowback M4 and you can afford it, TM all day, every day, because the QC is just better. Um, they're built better. But if you want an MWS and you also have to have the Noveski N4, it's the only one that I would purchase. And I'd say get the DE and you could put upgrades in it and still have it cheaper than MWS because the kit for a normal MWS, you have to buy an MWS at like 560. You have to spend another seven, 800 pound on a conversion kit just to have an MWS that looks like the Noveski. So it's a double-edged sword really, which, which is, which box you want to tick. So, so is the double Eagle one completely, so you could buy the double Eagle and just throw all MWS parts into it or is it mostly? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wish I knew that before I spent all that money. <laughs> you trust me, you, you, the, the rattler that you've got is more impressive. So, oh no, that was always going to be kept. That one. <laughs> but yeah, if you can afford it and you just want a solid M4 gas blowback, buy the TM. Ryan has um, started to get a bit creepy now. He said, "James, I might personally deliver them and just." Uh, I'm assuming watch you uh, with the, the gas blowback rifle for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need to ban him occasionally. I will I will do them. I will do them. <laughs> I will do them and you'll be able to see me do them on a video. <laughs> Richard might be going around just sending stuff. <laughs> it's not often um, I say I think I did it with a, another one of my customers. Um oh god, again, I deal with that many people, so names perceive me. I'm really bad for it. I do apologize. But he actually sent me his MP7 mags. Um, I only know people from their like YouTube handles. Um, so he sent me his MP7 mags and that we used his MP7 mags to do the gas mod for the MP7 mags. So, you know, sometimes it does, it does work out. So, cause I don't currently have a TM mag that uses the pins. So I'd have to go and specifically find something. So if I'm going to do that, you might as well send me your stuff and I'll do it at the same time. He meant chat, not watch. So chat, GBBR. With you for hours, and then he went, "I'll oh, chat shit." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's now slightly less creepy. Chains, cheers, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to sit there and watch you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, last two questions. We had one from Ryan again. Funnily enough, thoughts on the guns <laughs> modify Scar L release? Um, for want of a better word, can I say this on a stream? Yes. Um, I jizz my pants over that thing. <laughs> like I have been, I have been hoping and praying because I'm a fan of the scar. I love the scar. I shot the real one in Vegas, caught my hand on the non-reciprocating bolt, shooting it full auto, which fucking hurt. Um, but as, I, I think honestly, I will pre-order that even if it's rubbish because that thing looks solid. I don't know much about the Mark II scar compared to the Mark One, 
but I am definitely buying that. 100%. Can't wait. Guns modified, DM me, please. <laughs> uh, and last question came in from Pegasus. Have uh, you had hands on the new G&G gas blowback rifles? No. I'm very sceptical of G&G. Um, I haven't liked what they've done up till now. The That weird, what was it, the SCW or something like that? They did that little weird, quirky SMG that used GTP9 oh, yeah, yeah. mags that shot like 500 FPS. Um, I, I, I'm not a massive fan of G&G, if I'm honest. They do some good guns. I can appreciate that. They, I had a G&G MP5 SD6 for years that was modified absolutely astounding gun i mean i did replace almost every part of the gearbox um the guy i sold it to absolutely loved it as well so they do make good stuff but most of the stuff they do is just very and i don't like their their design that they throw on stuff it's like make yeah everybody makes an m4 they do a bog stand m4 which people suck the parts on but G&G have just got this tackiness to them i'm, I'm, I'm sorry if you like G&G. I'm, it's not an attack on you i do apologize but I just don't think they design guns looking well. Like they could just do it so much simpler and more tasteful, in my opinion. But you never know. It might come out. It might be the next best thing. But through my experience, I'm probably going to say it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go with what you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rich says, for fuck's sake, I'll be digging the bloody box out of Ryan's stuff now and sending it to James for working on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um right that's pretty much it i think so james thank you ever so much for coming on yes, genuinely i know i've learned a lot um i love doing i've got a list here that i've just been chat. writing of like different to rifles to look into soft all the yeah. time, so. <laughs> we'll have you on again then you used to get customers in the shop yeah. and they'll come in and they'll they'll i don't know they talk this is this was my ethos about the shop which my business partner didn't get airsofters are a social bunch if they if a guy comes in the door and he's like, right, I'm looking at a GNG Firehawk, for instance, most people go, right, there's a GNG Firehawk. Do you want to buy it? Um, and yeah, you'd show them the stuff, but I used to just chat to people like I've chatted to you guys, and we'd just, you know, chat shit basically about airsoft. And usually you would find that people would spend more money with us because they felt seen, they felt mm. appreciated. You know, you've talked to me like I'm a human being. So many times people come in my shop and yes, we had it on the shelf and they're like, oh, I've come to buy such and such. And I'm like, don't buy it. It's an absolute bag of rubbish. Like, honestly, you could spend half the money, which is rubbish business sense, by the way. But you can spend half the money on a gun that works twice as good. Um, and then they would buy it and go, holy shit, like I didn't, I didn't even know that. I've been into this shop and that shop and uh, just, you know, testing the waters, being told I can't touch stuff, anything on the wall um so i think you know i just i enjoy conversing with people um i probably like talking air stuff more than i do playing it but you know if you guys ever want a filler just let me know oh, oh it's not a filler it's not, not a at filler. All. definitely we'll definitely no. have you on again and yeah. hopefully from what you might said i'm gonna say it anyway um but you may attend shift your riffs Yes, if, with if a certain it's individual. The, well, an event. The... We weren't sure exactly it was that. Yeah, one. an event, but he said stall. So we'll see what happens. I'm putting it out there now. It's official. <laughs> it might be an event I'm going to that I was talking to Kenny Empire about. If I'm there, I'll let everybody know. And if 
any of you want to come down and just talk random airsoft bullshit with me, I will yeah. talk all day. Um, so yeah, just we'll hopefully, in. yeah. Yeah, because um, if you want to find out more about Jaeger Precision, you can do so on mm-hmm. jaegerprecision.co.uk. I'll throw that in the chat as well. I know there's a couple of people talking about your YouTube channels, but I know that you've got all your links down the bottom of the page, as well. I think over at the top as well. Um, so if yeah, you want to find out anything, anything, there's everything on that website. So go and have a look. I'll throw it out in the chat. Now. It's a it's a messy website, just to warn you. It's like a Squarespace one that I did myself. <laughs> it's a mess. There's stuff everywhere, but you should be able to find what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I've already got two things in my basket. <laughs> one pen. <laughs> yeah, one pen. <laughs> well, thanks, James, for coming on. Genuinely, yeah, it's been so it's been a real pleasure. So, no, it's thank you for taking the time out. Really enjoyed it. Um, I hope that you find your car. Mm-hmm. Um. Part of me hopes that I don't find it because then I yeah. owe someone well, a very yeah. nice MWS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, we're going to be chatting about the second part of our prepping for the new year. So if you were joining us last week, we did the first part. Uh, so we're going to be talking the second part next week. We're also mm-hmm. also on light of our um, Operation Phoenix, which is coming out on collaboration with empire airsoft going to be doing a little bit of a q a on that as well um there's only so much we can talk about so we need to be quite careful in terms of how much information we can give but we are going to be having a chat about that so hopefully if you're umming and ahhing about whether it's the event for you let us know um we can try and answer whatever questions we can we'll be back eight o'clock on wednesday but before we go james would you like the closing words did, you did message me this, and I completely forgot. Yeah, <laughs> everyone you does. Was <laughs> I think... I'll tell you what. While, while you think about them, while you think about them, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on an email of nofochat@hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo, and the website is NovemberFoxtrot.co.uk. I'm just going to direct you again to JaegerPrecision.co.uk as well if you want to get in touch with James. Thank you. There you go. You've had time now. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear, I don't know whether you're looking for something. Um, eye-opening or philosophical. I'm not. I'm not sure, but whatever you want, mate. Just, I think, just be nice to each other. You know, it's probably really crappy, like weird dad advice thing they do on the end of Grantham. <laughs> but yeah, just get involved. Um, a lot of people get really salty nowadays. People like to tell people who they can and they can't. I mean, I've had it before. People don't like the fact that I know and speak to James, who's you know runs kicking mustang very successful youtuber guys think about it he, he knows what he's doing and he knows what earns him money but uh mm-hmm. if you meet the guy in real life he's actually really nice and um i think people get bent out of shape even at me just being in the same room as him um just get out there get on the field have fun loads of people like to talk about their airsoft gear it doesn't have to be a toxic environment as what youtube portrays us out to be um so and I'm sure if you're out there perusing YouTube, you know who are the good eggs and who are the bad eggs. So mm-hmm. I hope you join us on the the Jaeger channel, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you in the comments. So thank you very much. Lovely, cool. That's good. Thank I like those size words. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, it's nice. Family friendly <laughs> as well. Yeah, that was off the top of my head as well. <laughs> no, that was nice. It was good. It was good. Um, right. So yeah, join us next week, eight o'clock, and we will see you then. Do you want to say goodbye, guys? Bye, guys. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Cheers, boys. Nice. See you later. (laughs) Stay nofo.